welcome to Her With A Period. Hi, everybody. Hello. We are here live at the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation ALC 2019. Super excited to be here. They didn't let us in. Let us in. They have let us in. So we're checking in, doing our third episode live. Which, yeah. At the Washington Convention Center. Like, how awesome is that? We are so excited to be here. We're also joined by Tequila Talk. Hey, what? I'll make a truck talk now. (laughs) Y'all run the show today. I don't want to. I don't want to step on toes with my views and shit, y'all. Oh, y'all please. Oh, please. Oh, please. You know what? <laughs> We're not jumping anybody in this space. We this might take you outside and have a conversation. This is a safe space for black creators. I will say, what we do look like uh, a girl group. So, uh, yes. We are here. One you step. Manager. Making a, ba- making a band no cheesecake. Today. <laughs> Security today. Thank you, Walt. So, we're just going to jump right into today's show. No pun. We're going to all, we're, we're starting off with hot <laughs> topics. You know, Jazz loves hot topics. Yes, so, bring us in, yes, Jazz. Yes. Have you guys heard Adele has filed for divorce? I have. I didn't I have. know that. Oh, it's old news? I knew that. I knew that, and I'm out the loop. How did you know? Did One point for Walt. Let's clap. One point for Walt. Woo! Walt knew something. Yeah. Did you guys already talk about that on Tequila Talk? No, we know we don't talk about the divorces and stuff. <laughs> Y'all should. Y'all don't have hot topics? Yeah, it's I don't depressing. Know. It's depressing. <laughs> well, divorce is depressing. It's a part of life. No, it's a Who's like, I rebuke no, that. I rebuke divorce be being a part of my life, honey. No, ma'am. I will say this. We both know that Adele. It's very much so like one of those Taylor Swift type of writers. She makes the best music. Fix your face. And she makes go the up for best this. music okay. when she's going through something is yes. what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mary J type Break situation. Up. Yes. Keisha Cole-esque. Yes. 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 So amongst this divorce, I, I think we should be expecting some pretty good music, no? I agree. I hope so. I really and truly hope so. Hopefully Why we get pretty we, good performances as well. How everybody music. likes music when people are depressed <laughs> and sad. Like, I mean, I don't. happy music. I no, one, no, one listen, no one like Mary J. Blige happy. I did. Yes, I we did. Like, yes, fine. I, I gave you the commercial. Yeah, yes. That commercial was. Amazing. I know she got. I'm sorry, Mary J. I know you worked very hard to get away from that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Queen. Let's move forward. But I'm just saying, like now that when she left Old Boy or whatever that situation is, oh, we got some good music coming. Like, yes, dang, fire. That's messed up. I mean, it's I mean, a chapter. I know. Like, personally, you already know how I feel about Unsee Mary. Like y'all know, I, I, I can't get with the crying scene. <laughs> But so, the boots be fire. I'm not here for, like Walt said, the depressed music. Like I think pa- I think that um, there's purpose and pain, and if you can get a coin from having a man dog you out in public, and you're a legend, Mary, get your coin. We appreciate you, and we gonna diddy bop and two step with you. Next case, exactly. Well, he's, a, he's, a, he's a legend. Can do. I mean, he's a legend. I don't believe I dropped his name. You know, divorce settlement. Cut my <laughs> Nikki voice. Cut his mic off. Cut his yeah, mic let's off. Turn the mic away from Walt. Like, Walt. Yeah. Walt is feeling I really spicy for tequila talk today. Is it because you're dolo today? I'm always dolo. Oh god. No, I mean I'm like, sober. I mean you don't have the rest of tequila talk with you. Is what I mean. No, I think it's because we don't have a bottle of tequila with us. You know, that's to get comfort. us through the episode. For sure. For sure. Well, that's what it is. We have Starbucks. Next up. <laughs> Kylie Jenner has posed for Playboy. Have we seen it? Oh, her husband right. too, Shady. No. With T. Scott, with right? Travis Scott. Oh, can I get a description of what she had on? I didn't see it. Nothing. She had well, nothing on as Playboy. You don't wear clothes for Playboy, honey. No, so oh, she actually didn't she? go full nude. She gave us full back, back nude. Back, back, So we saw the ass, and it's full, full splendor. Nose. 
And then we have a couple of, you know, wet, uh, wet sheets on top of the breasts moments. You know, I just, this is kind of a segue. It's still Kylie Jenner related. Being as though she was so young, and this is no shade, and she got so much work done, petite women, no shade, once you have a child, your body does this amazing thing. So I wonder, does this feel liberated, especially now being new? Well, I said cut his mic. I'm just kidding. I wonder if now, if she's feeling like I need to do a little more nip tuck, if I'm like feeling like, you know, how is she, especially with doing Playboy. Listen, I'm one of those you do play, petite girls who hasn't had any kids, so I'm waiting for my moment for my hips and thighs to come in, so I feel that. Michael, would you do Playboy? Would I do Playboy? Well, I'm almost said something shady. Would I do Playboy? Wait, with, of you. You're, you held Would I tongue? do Playboy with my significant other the way that she did tastefully giving yes. PR stunt? Absolutely. Okay. Would I do Playboy giving Kim? I'm just trying to reach clout <laughs> Kim K style? Imani, that was so shady. That's not my style. I love it. You're I doing amazing, sweetie. Let's not forget, Kim did pose for Playboy back when she was a no-name. You know, and those pictures are very, very, very hard to find. Risque. No, they weren't bad. No, they didn't sweep the internet the ones with the, they with the, the pearls on, right? Yes. That they, earled, yes. that they aired they were, yeah. on um, Keeping yeah. Up With The Kardashians. On like an early episode of Keeping Up With Kardashians. Yeah, I sure. remember that. It really ain't that bad. In 2019, I'm sure it's like... Is Playboy coming out like the Mac? Mac people still ordering magazines, or is it like gonna be some? Wait, we're gonna take a quick. There's the voice of God is speaking. Hold on. New, 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 new. All right. <laughs> this is like when you had thir- 90 seconds to get to class and you were talking about a locker. Sorry. I don't think Playboy's that bad no more, honestly. I mean, it's 2019. If you really I mean, want to see something real, I was going to say. Playboy isn't that bad. I'm somebody that's comfortable with don't my body. But it's just not nice for me. Oh, that was a read, Jasmine. What it is that I do, you know? If you want to do Playboy, ladies, do it. Jasmine, can you say that one more time? Hold on. Essentially, what I'm saying is I feel like what she did with T. Scott for Playboy was very... Tactful, you know okay. what I'm saying? It was giving branding on both aspects for Kylie, T. Scott, and them as a unit. Jasmine, you said where else can we find PR moves for free? Instagram. Oh, explore page. App. Explore page. Okay. You don't even have to go to Playboy. Okay. Instagram. Okay. And with the booking, with the booking email and the and the uh, and the, the bio. So they have like I don't see news on Instagram. I wish y'all could see how Walt t- tilted his hand and Mike to make sure that that is what we just said. Like we were being shady. Hand, this is why we were, we were being shady. If it's a secret page, let me know. Oh, I don't gosh. know what Instagram you be on, but I don't be on that one. <laughs> Next case. <laughs> Next case, we have our good girlfriend Tracy Ellis Ross has released her new hair care line pattern. I love it. I'm Beautiful. here for it. Her hair is gorgeous. Yeah. She's gorgeous. I love everything that Tracy Ellis Ross stands for. Jasmine, how do you feel with your curly, cute bush? I thought her line was for to keep it, like, if your hair is curly or something, keep the curls. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not here for a hair hair care line until I try it. Yeah. Because she has That's a fair. different texture. She's a more of a 2B, 2C, you know. So, I mean... I foresee 4B have to wait to say if I'm here for it or not. It's cute, package. They because knew what they were doing. It's a lot of black hair hairlines, but when you read it, it's not always for the kinky yeah. coil. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. So. Speaking fair. of an all-natural black hair company, here at CBC, we do have Miss Jessie's booth, about two booths down. Yes, and Miss Jessie's founder, Miko, was actually at our Emerging Leaders Lunch whoops, yesterday. Gave us some really great advice. That um, was really good. I, about, I felt yeah. really good after, and empowered after that. I think you may have gotten a mentor out of it. I really... 
listen, the cancer, I saw the the, cancer I saw. and me, she used the words like energy, spirit, aligned. I said, um, so that you, you use those words while speaking to me. I talked to her for 30 seconds after she gave me the little head nod. I said, yep, I'm, I'm getting these gems. So it was really good. It was really good. I like the ladies from Google too. That was dope. Yeah. And then yeah. the lady that we met, um, she gave us some resume tips, cover letter tips that I thought were really good. Yes. I mean, yes. everybody hates writing a cover, le cover letter, but what she said was, you know, you give a little introduction, yeah, 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 but then you little do yang a yang. T, a little yang, yang, yang introduction. You make like a T, you know, chart, and on the left, you put what the job is asking for, and then on the right, you put your qualifications. So it visually stands out more to recruiters and you're flat out listing yes. why you're qualified to be there. I was like, Jim so, drop. Like, I was, was like, so I'll good. take that yep. note. That was a good one. Speaking of qualifications, let's get into the whole Chrissy Teigen, John Legend, and Donald Trump Twitter rant. Oh, I have no idea because our president feels as if your no, well, Damn. shit, not, Damn. not mine. Their <laughs> president, mine. somebody's president. Yeah. He's not affiliated with this organization. He feels as if he's qualified to demand respect from celebrities. He cares more about that than our policies and, you know, hard-thumping issues going on in our community right now. That's, that's what's on his brain. You have to give respect to get it, so ain't nobody showing him no respect. First well, of all, uh, Chrissy Teigen is not playing with y'all. Earned or deserved, <laughs> nothing at all. He should have done his Googles to figure out really what time it was. He's sitting around Google and twitting and twinkle toe and everything else. He should have looked up Chrissy because she's not the one. Um, she read it. She went on Ellen and got her life. I go up for Chrissy. John, that's a perfect uh, relationship where they know each other's. They have like this dynamic where it's not like she's like overpowering. He's here for all her shits. Like it's lit. I'm here for it. He tried it. Bye. Uh, my week, my week. But does that really matter? It does matter because he ain't going nowhere. No, I'm not saying that. When he got on Twitter and was trying to be a stunt queen, yeah. I was letting him know that he was toe to toe with the true stunt queen that got that gathered him. He's, I, we're not, no one's, I mean, anything this man I does, mean, I'm not completely outraged. He's a fucking moron. But at that. the end of the day, it was good. He tried it, and she got his ass together, and so did John. That was I dope. Mean, that, I mean, he really want to get everybody yeah. together. He get all of us together right now. He has power. I'm not negating that. I'm talking about on a social media where he pulled the stunt. She well, clapped back. That's what I'm see, saying. I think there's <laughs> just something very troubling in dealing no, with a person. It, no, no, no. Let's stop. Let's stop for a second. What was brought up was the situation that occurred on social media, which is why I brought up the back and forth. So, but you spoke. Come on, Walt. Rule number one. Oh, now see how now men do. Listen. I'm listening, boo. Now I'm listening. Listen. I'm listening. I think that there's something very troubling in having somebody <laughs> as a commander in chief who constantly goes to social media to seek approval or want some type of praise when he does something. Like, even the ASAP Rocky situation, you get what I'm saying? Like, he was so infuriated by the fact that nobody acknowledged the fact that he played a part in his release. Yeah. And then and he tweeted, like, like, come home soon, come, in. come home ASAP, it's been a rocky week. I can't. And he blocked uh, pussy. The garbage uh, of it, all of it. It was just, it's, He blocked. The president of the United States blocked someone. Twitter had to be like, you're the president. You're, you can't block You're me. not allowed to Get do that. Get your life. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. Next case. Okay. No, you can't. If you're a public official, like, there's rules about your tweets. You can't and it's block. It's a part of public the, record, things like that. And when you're, yeah, and when you're the president. That's why we're here, This Walt. is Micah checking in. As a publicist. 
I really just want to know. Come on, publicist. Like, who is running the public relations over there in the office? He right now? is in the White House. Is he? Is he running his? He's, he's clearly approving all of these. His, his his own tweets, his own speeches. You like, know what this is giving? Everything he says. Like he's not Have running anything past anybody. Yeah. Clearly. Have you ever been in the grocery store and you see like a little kid and like a cow, like a. A Halloween costume, and it's like Tuesday, March 3rd, and they're just <laughs> acting a fool in the store, and the mother is just paying them no mind, getting her grapes, her milk. That is how we feel. It's just this little, you know, Chucky. it's a joke. It's just like, come on. It's an embarrassment. I'm drained talking about it. I'm drained. Hello? Uh, being American is ghetto at this point. It really <laughs> is. I'm ready to move to Europe. Well, it's really I'm like, come get me, Lord. I'm ready to go. I'm so good down hey, here. Uh, guys, Girl, you can just move to another country. Do you have like a celebrity that you're blocked by? I actually, oh my God, I'm glad that you brought that up, Walt. I've actually been blocked by Gucci Mane's wife, Keisha K.O.R. She blocked you? No, no, no. This was trying it. This had to have been like five, six years ago. She had on like some weird... Coochie uh -oh. cutters giving Meg the stallion yeast infection shorts. Uh, you had to put Meg in with Then she paired them with like some white Chanel boots. So everybody was pretty much dragging her. So of course I commented and said something along the lines of all that money. No, not yeast wall. Cut it out. All that money can't buy you style. And she just blocked me. You know who I was blocked by random? Y'all remember Fabo? Who? Oh, you messed up in the world. Wow. Y'all remember it was Twitter air and something happened. I think I, it was a video Fabulous? of him dancing to like tat it up. What's up? Remember tat tat. Oh, oh cool. And so I tweeted something and I put a me a gif of him dancing and it went like it did a little something gang gang around the thing. And so he he responded to me. He blocked me. I was like, okay. I've been blocked by Nene Leaks. Because oh, your mouth is rightfully right. so. I see that. For Hello, cool. listen to our past episodes. We know why. <laughs> And I've been blocked by Kenya Moore. You have? Have you been blocked by Drea? He is. Have you been blocked by Drea? No, actually, Drea? Drea and I are actually cool. If you're cool with her, yeah, I'm They're they're like similar people. They they. they okay, y'all get mad. But as much as she goes up for Drea, I what, think what? that Drea would block her. Uh, well, first, I'll, I'll do the easy. i one first. I was blocked by Ben Roethlisberger. Oh yeah. I'm cool with that. Who I'm is that? Team. He's the quarterback for the Steelers. All the women the on this cast so, are like. Um, okay. I'm blocked by Sierra. Sierra? What did you do oh, to Sierra? You act like Sierra. What was this? Your future era? Oh man! So this is one thing I will say about Sierra, and I feel yeah, like he is tickle pink. I feel like she will block Level me up, after rock. saying this. <laughs> Sierra is one of those artists where you have to watch all of her music videos on mute oh, wow. because sis can Ooh. dance her ass off. But I'd rather not hear you sing. <laughs> Excuse me? So I should be unblocked. No, I, don't I feel that disagree. Way. I think she has a good song. Hey, Sierra, can we trade Walt's block for Micah? Because she just tried you, sis. I did. And you can block because I don't listen to you anyway. Um, I think Sierra has... Come a long way. She has. She's she has a mom. Came a long she used way. what she got to get where she's doing campaign. She's a good mom. She's beautiful. She's this. She's that. I mean, hey, do it, boo. Okay. Okay. Nobody was bringing up the accolades after that. I'm just saying her music, not so much. I just want to watch her dance. She has hits, but she her albums don't chart at all. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's I didn't know she made albums. No, I'm not doing it. What's next? You know damn well Sierra made albums. Yeah, album. she tried it. I was listening to Hotline the other day. Her first album was everything to me. I'm not about the whole job. I'm sorry. What was that last song that was very popular? 
Oh god. Oh, no. No, wait, what was that last song that was very popular? And what is what did Shorty say? Yummy in my tummy? Yeah, that's, that's body. No. Okay. Body party. No. Yummy in my tummy. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's fast. It's fast. What song is that? Level, level up. up. Level that up. That song was trash. Level up. Level up. And Sierra, they're still talking about yeah. you, sis. So that means you're still relevant. Period. You're doing something right, sis. Period. I mean, on Sunday when the Reds come in the Reds. Yeah, she's doing something right. This is going really football in love. She can dance all day. I said that. Let's do some shots. Yeah, she can. I crowd love that song. Well, you're about to get kicked out by C. Oh, I didn't know it's not true. Was my dog? We go back. Like yeah, we go back. Well, I ain't here. I ain't even here to say. C was not hearing what he wants. So, I want to get a little bit into last night's Democratic debate. Um, yeah. The ten Democratic candidates <laughs> met for politics, the first ten time. Democratic dem candidates that have the highest rating. So this is the first time they've been able to like you know cut down. Because it was a pool of 20. Mm -hmm. So now we're down to 10. So only the 10 that have the highest amount were on stage yesterday. And ideally, just listening to 10 people go back and forth about their policies and their opinions, whether it's in regards to health care, <laughs> immigration, race, foreign policy, it was a little bit overwhelming. How do you feel, Coop? It was three hours long, which is a long time. Yeah. Um, it's a long time to be on and talk and be sharp and be witty. Um, I think Biden stood out. Elizabeth Warren stood out. Kamala had a few kind of cute lines here and there, but... <laughs> that was funny. Cute clients. Yeah, a couple cute lines. Beto did as well. Um, Castro took a jab at Biden that was a little... He did. It was, it was actually about his age, wasn't it? Yes, yes. And it wasn't well received <laughs> because the whole kind of vibe that they're trying to get is let's not infight amongst each other. Let's all get together to defeat... Donald Trump. So Biden was outlining like his health care plan and whether you have to buy in or don't or Medicaid for all and blah, 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 blah. And Castro was trying to trip him up and saying, oh, well, you just said they you don't remember what you just said. You can't remember. So it was kind of like a play on his age. But the whole time, Biden actually said the right thing. So yeah. it was Castro trying to be cute and trip him up, yeah. and it just completely backfired. Yeah, yeah. It, it completely backfired because it made Castro look like he was trying to play more or less the shady card than right. the political card. So backtracking to what Biden actually said, he was basically saying that it was an issue of whether or not voters have to buy in if they don't qualify for health care. Right. And that's when Castro pretty much tried to say, well, two minutes ago you said they had to buy in. Now you're saying that they don't when essentially it's like Cooper said, he never said that to begin with. Ideally, it's crazy to me. I don't know how anybody else here feels about Biden, but um, I was for him when he was VP working with the... Um, they made a dynamic team. Yeah, with Obama. Yeah. But separately, Biden has kind of been... Yeah, I he's, think he's, ahead, not, he's not ringing a lot of bells for yeah. me. However... He's not standing strong enough I think on his own. Coupled with Obama, they... He didn't have to show all of the things that he has to show now that he's out on his own, right? It's like their relationship worked in its way. Now it's kind of like, I'm here from you off the strength of the previous run, but now as an individual... I'm like, hmm, you know what I mean? So I agree with you in, in regards to that. The thing is, though, the highest percentage of American voters are, drumroll please, old people. And old people identify with Biden. So I think Biden's going to end up getting the nomination, quite frankly. I personally love Elizabeth Warren. I think she's smart. I think she's a hard worker. I think she could get it done. 
I just don't know if she's going to be able to secure enough votes to get the nomination. And that was I was going to piggyback on that. Yeah. Especially, um, and it's no shade to older people, they find something, they stick to it, and they ride that right. thing to the end. So new ideologies, new things, they're not team that. Um, but so not all of them. But even, I will say something as, as uh, basic as technology, right? If you're... If you guys, whether you're at work or in different settings, um, it's a major kickback sometimes with when there's that age ageism type of situation. So with politics, I, you know, they have those old ideologies, and it's like that's what time it is for them. I'm actually glad that both of you guys brought that up. Coop brought up Elizabeth Warren, and you brought up the whole technology thing. I'm gonna start with Sierra's last um, little sentence. Biden actually got tripped up a couple of times within he said like a the few last things. few weeks. Yeah, He's, so he there was this comment yeah. probably about a week or two, maybe even three weeks ago, where he said something along the lines of, I want people to know that black kids, Hispanic kids, are just as smart he as did. white kids. He so did. that was he, he kind of made the yeah, assumption that did. all white kids are smart. So that was that was one. And, so and it's kind of just like one of we know what ideologies. you mean, but that's not what you said. So even last night. When he was talking about how he embraces Obamacare, and he kind of went back and forth with Elizabeth Warren, um, he said something again where he kind of slipped up and was like encouraging students and parents to be more, what is it, active with technology? And he tripped himself up because he said, yeah, you know, listen to the radio, turn on the TV. And then he tried to backtrack and say, well, I didn't mean TV. I mean, turn on the radio. So yeah. let's, pause, let's pause right there and, and really take a look at that. We're at the Congressional Black Caucus. This is the perfect time to put this on the table at my type of party. Um, when you're discussing, <laughs> when you're discussing or you're at a table or if you have an older colleagues of older white individuals, right? It's not even all the time that they are, I'm not even going to say purposely, when they're delivering a message, they don't realize. It's so much ignorance sometimes in it. Now, I feel like Biden had to give, let me reach, reach, can't and read, say what I have to say. So a lot of times if these, these statements that come out from, from white people, sometimes they're so oblivious to like, how is that offensive? I mean, I didn't say, yeah, but it's the way that you said it, it was your the connotation, it was your intention and what you meant. You know what I mean? And even sometimes your rhetoric of how you're saying something that's belittling, which is why he tried to pull that thing back. Nah, since you slipped, and it's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but we see what time it is. I think that's something really important to talk about and to address, especially with older white people so and I, trying to appeal to us. I actually have a question for Coop. So yes. I know we don't really get into um, voting like that and what Democratic candidate it is that we're most likely to vote for. Are you standing by Elizabeth Warren right now? I'm standing by Elizabeth Warren. Okay. She has it for me. Um, again, well, I really like Kristen Gillibrod, but she dropped out uh, three weeks ago. But yeah, um, she's, she's my vote. She gets my vote. So how do you feel about Senator Elizabeth Warren's Medicare for All plan? I think it's a good plan. Um, I think that you know, they kept trying to hit her and Bernie last night with this, like, socialism thing and socialism, 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 which I thought wasn't a good idea because the left, the, excuse me, the right, the Republicans think that all the left has become super radical and socialist. So I, I think they should have backed off that a little bit more. But I like her plan. Um, I think that it's really a shame that as our country, the number one reason for bankruptcy is medical bills. Absolutely. It shouldn't be like that. And so for those of you listening at home that did not watch the Democratic debate or 
are not familiar with Warren's Medicare plan, it's basically a Medicare for all plan, which means that costs will go up for wealthy individuals and big corporations, which will cut the cost of health care for us, you know, middle class, lower class, yep. lower income families. Same but old, some same people, old. With that one, some people will lose the current health care they already had. Which is what all of the other candidates were debating about. Because following that plan, which was originally written by Bernie Sanders, right? Yes, Bernie Sanders. Means that it takes away <laughs> private insurance options. Right. So it's a, it's a give and take situation with this health care reform. It really is. Always. I mean, health care is a business. It They're goes always down doing that day. You're to, right. Yeah. It goes, so, it's not just us. And then it goes down to the doctors, how the doctors feel because of how they get paid and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's... It's that same two-step that they do. You know what I'm saying? For like it was a fiery time. debate, but it's just... It depends. It's all... That's when it comes down to your personal life and your personal views on things, like who you're going for. Because some people may not want to take away the private um, health care. Some people may don't want to have it where everybody has it like that. They think they might limit them to certain resources or certain plans for hair or the um, way care is given. You know, all that may change. So I think that's why some people, a lot of candidates were asking about that. Yeah, for sure. So before we move away from the health care reform and go into education and the NRA and the, you know, the gun laws and stuff like that that were also discussed last night, how many here are standing by the Obamacare? Because Biden is saying that he's going to stand by that. And if he's elected, he wants to keep that in action. So the Affordable Care Act definitely needs some editing, right? It's not perfect. It doesn't function well. It's very expensive and Agreed. has a low value. However, it gave people the opportunity who would otherwise be uninsured insurance. And I think that that is important. I think it needs to be fixed. I think there needs to be edits to it, but I mean, I have private insurance through my employer, but there was a time that I was working for a small nonprofit and I had to get out there in the market, as they call it, and it sucks. It is really not fun. Especially <laughs> here, uh, you know, I'm a resident of Washington, D.C., so you know DC, anything through D.C. government is hellish. Yeah, yeah. So, but I was appreciative of having insurance. It was expensive. I was paying, I think, Five hundred dollars. And you're a mommy. You got to think about people with children. You know right. I mean? Five hundred dollars out of pocket every single month, um, and then it went up, and then it went up, and then it went up. So that's my feelings on the ADA. A D A. Wait, no. A F A. Whatever. No, uh, ADA is Americans with Disabilities Act. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> How do we feel as a whole about? the gun reform and the NRA. So a lot of people last night spoke about stricter gun laws and everything, which I will say I do appreciate because nobody should be able to walk into a school, a church, a movie theater, any public space and be able to just kill and have a mass shooting arise. But one thing I am definitely for is being able to protect my own home. Yes. I about to say, I hope you would. You know what I'm saying? Would, I guess the truth is, especially <laughs> when I have kids. So I'm kind of in the middle when it comes to that. So, Walt, I want to hear what you have to say about that. I'm, I'm not big on politics. All I know is <laughs> you come you out tonight I'm not big on to politics. be able to have the right to bear right. arms. And when they say stricter gun laws, that's for people are getting it legally. Yeah. People ain't getting guns legally. <laughs> I can get a gun right now if I go around certain places. Exactly, because I, I, I can get from certain. I, I yeah. know a certain. Somebody, Don't tell us where. Walt, we know. Get on the table. 
Like, you're gonna pay like four hundred dollars. You're good. No Which, one goes to the really goes to the store and goes to the whole background check things of that nature. Now, if they are, that's that's kind of fucked up. That you have to give it, get machine guns or uh, uh, automatic weapons. That could kill a whole group, like kill like this whole area right here in 15 minutes. Well, which brings me undertake. to my next point because we can <laughs> that was change and have stricter gun laws, but all that means is that people on the streets are going to be buying more unregistered firearms. Well, they're they trying to say the stricter laws will try to control the being able to easily access guns it, illegal, illegally. And if you think about but it, that's going to be a time of effect. That's going to happen over time. They say, oh, we use this to hunt. I mean, I don't know if you're using assault. I mean, assault rifle to hunt, a shotgun, yeah, a whole assault rifle that could shoot 15 bullets in one minute. I don't think you should need that to hunt. That's what they, that's their excuse. Uh, so, yeah. Ooh, dog on it. I know. Smack myself in the mouth. Ooh, with um, that's Shut what up. Coop said. <laughs> She did a little Jill Scott, you guys. It's okay. I know. Just a little jokey joke. Just a little jokey joke. While we talk about these uh, um, policies. I don't think you should be able to have a military-style weapon, period. I, I don't care if you're a hunter. They make hunting rifles. They make all sorts of different things. To me, there's no justification why you need an AK-47 in your house or an AR-15 in your home, period. I think you should be able to protect yourself um but you know as someone who has ptsd from gunshots we were here yesterday and there's a marching band going around and they started you know banging the drums i literally had to like run and hide because you just never know in situations where there's a lot of people like this and you hear a loud bang we're living in a time where that just can trigger you into True. survival mode, and Very it shouldn't true. be like that. Why are you I, sh I shouldn't feel weapons like are weapons of war, like a military rifle. Is it? Yeah, like why do you need a weapon of war? You can protect yourself. Yes, I think we should be able to have a gun license to protect ourselves. But like the certain type of weapons, we. Uh, oh. <laughs> I see the mic in front of me. Okay, those are weapons of war. No, we should not have to have weapons of war in our in our hand. Like, oh, you know, I got one under my bed, AK-47. Let me go outside I mean, real quick. I think even when the pictures surfaced of the children with the um, bulletproof backpacks, it, it really That's not crazy. It did something to me. It really did something to me, especially with 9-11 being the other day. And we actually posted... <laughs> You know, what was your experience? Where were you? And I remember, like, being in grade school. Like, my mom was pregnant with my brother at the time. My teacher, well, I guess he put us, we prayed. I mean, obviously, it's separation of church and state, but it was a real thing. Like, that shit is real. We experienced some crazy, the D.C. sniper. Like, this is not everyday things. Well, it's about to stress me out. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So, you know, it's just, you know. I mean, no, you take crazy things. I've been shot four times. My cameraman been shot. You're getting personal here, Walt. Nah, he got go shot down the block. He got shot. Okay. This man, okay. right? So he's like, we experienced this just growing up. But as far as the assault rifles, people been had, we don't get that. We don't get that certain ways. Like, right. People hand, this way, they don't know where to get that from. That shit come from all, oh, different countries. Yeah. Nation. They put that shit in the neighborhood. Oh, for sure. Just like they do everything else. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, send okay, you to jail. We watch Snowfall. Yeah. We know how it works. My, right. my, my OG's from the West Coast. Oh, I'm, like, I'm the, dude, the Hispanic dude would bring it over. And it's like, they exchange money and they're like, go have fun. I'm like, oh. and they were, he's 50 now. So yeah, that's how they, that's how they were doing in the 80s. No, it's, it's true. <laughs> it's, I think it's true. the point that everybody here is trying to make that when it comes to 
stricter gun laws, the NRA, gun reform, all of these new policies that the Democratic candidates are trying to implement, it's all coming back down to the fact that even if we do all of these things, there are still guns on the streets that are not registered, that we still have to worry about one. And then it's like you said, the military-style weapons that aren't being picked up off the streets. They're being shipped over by foreign countries and people who work within the government that are actually putting them on the streets for us to have access to kill each other. It's all a we're cycle hip. of we're very things. Hip. It's so many more laws when you go to what she's saying. It's being brought over from certain places. It's so many more laws that we have to look at that they want to put in place. So everything is like a chain effect, a cycle, and it's going to happen so over time. Depending one law over here, the one over here. But even though if we change things, <laughs> it's not going to happen in three, four years. It's going to take a while. So That's why they're saying eliminate it I'm now. Never inviting you to anything. Future again. generations, we can get better over time. But. It's America. They just think about stuff now and who wants to have power to say this and say that. And curing and stopping crime, it stops a lot of people's bag and people are not here for that. So you got to think about the realistic piece of it too. There we go. That actually brings up something that I wanted to talk about. I'm so glad Walt is here. Um, we brought up 9-11 and they say that within the span of, of the millennials, right? We have young millennials and we have old millennials. And they say the division comes in how old you were on 9-11. So if you were in high school and up, <laughs> you're part of the old millennials. And if you're part of high school or below high school, you're the young millennials that everybody hates. I don't feel hated at all. I mean, yeah, I don't think they hate it. I think they hate Generation X. They were yeah. We were all in the fourth grade. I know, I know, were we I know. in fourth? Fifth grade. We were in the fourth, fourth grade. Fifth. Fifth? Wow. I don't know. We were in the fourth Because grade. I remember my teacher was like one of my favorite teachers of I'm my entire school. I'm 27. Does that make no, me we an old like millennial or a young millennial? Second or third. I don't no, remember. we weren't that young. You know the past? I just made my fourth grade. She was in the fourth grade. I art degree. I can't do math. Okay, she so. The fourth ouch. <laughs> you know, I always have to cape for my millennials because we. Okay. I have to cape for my millennials because it's like we get such a bad rap. Um, in, in, in all demeanors from how we manage our finances to our mental health, you know, we're just so strung out like the people before us weren't selling us or microwaves for a hit. So we're just taking what us for we're just taking what we were given. And, you know, we are a little more sensitive at the end of the day. Some of us, um, depending on how you were raised. Um, my parents raised me with the old school mentality, so I don't, I can't, I mean, maybe that's why, I'm not offense, there I am being a typical millennial and you throwing I'm a cancer, everything's offensive. But um, <laughs> I don't think, I think that we're some, we're brilliant, we're creative, uh, we are going to try to get up multiple ways to get, to have, to generate revenue for ourselves. We parent in our own ways and things like that. So I can't sit up here and let y'all play us. Micah just wants to know, at 27, does that make me an old millennial or a new millennial? A young no. one. We're a, a young, young millennial. I think like the biggest difference No, you got to think about with, if you do the math, 27, we're the younger ones. Trust me, they will never let you forget it. You must not be around. That's fine. I will be the young millennial. I think the biggest issue for me, this is Jazz, with the young millennials is there seems to be a lack of like coping skills. Yeah. With you all. With the suicide rates. And not get, no, I think I think the middle. No, I think issues. that's Generation X. That's not us. That's the people that are like in the TikTok era, the high school era. That's not us. 
I, I want to say that anybody um, under 23 is not in our you generation. Know, no, they're they're ex. They're ex. Millennials, we be going through too, though. I'm not. Yeah, like it's like everything. But I think it's also a personality thing as well. How one person may cope with something when they're going through is one way and how somebody else may go with it. And that's just across the span, whether you lean on your faith, whether you lean on alcohol and drugs. That's your damn choice. But it also plays into your coping mechanisms are designed based off how you were raised That's your my parenting. point. That's my point. So if you didn't learn how to cope properly through your parenting... If you got a trophy even when you lost... Now in the real world, when you lose your job or you don't get approved or your man leaves you, the world is over. And that's or no you change. get divorced. Is that the 23 and under crowd? No. Nah. That's not young millennials. They would do that. They would do that then. How do they start doing that? Start, do start doing what? Uh, participation trophies. No, that's no, no, 23 no. and under. Uh-huh. That's 23 and under. That's what I say, about 23 and under, right? Yeah. That's a, the baby babies. That's you know, it's just coping skills are real. I think everyone, <laughs> we can talk about mental health for, for hours. I'm cutting your mic. You know, coping mechanism are, are, is a personal, uh, a, the personal way that you cope based on, to me, um, whether it's your environment, how you were raised, the things that matter to you, what you lean on when you're going through. Take it out on others. Hello? You can be at any age. Yeah. I think Trump blocking people when they cuss him out. So, But that is why it's so important you know, <laughs> that we choose the right candidate. You know what I'm saying? When it, Especially when it comes to health care. Being as though that was one of the largest topics and all of us are sitting here talking about mental health issues, especially with the new generation, it's super, super, super important that we know these candidates, know what they stand for, understand their policies. And I if think, you don't know, go look it up. And it's okay if you don't know. I think even because older like you're people saying, have... Like Mike is saying, mm-hmm. It's really important to know, but some people are too afraid to say they don't know or don't want to go look up this information. Tap your friend, tap your sister. Somebody close to you may not know, but that's because people are so, okay, they're not into politics, but at this point, you need to know who you're voting for. Know your vote. Come on, Diddy. Was that his thing? Well, no. just said. <laughs> I don't know. Diddy. I no well, idea. somebody just walked by. I think that is actually Drake's father. Who? Drake's Wait, father. Champagne Champagne Senior? Yeah, I think that is. Yeah, yeah. See, this is what they mean with the millennials, child. <laughs> this is what we do. I this do. is what we do. This is what we do. <laughs> this is what we do. I <laughs> fell out right, of my little chair. Okay. <laughs> because that was funny to me. No, I don't think that's him. Um, we can check Instagram later. I'm sure he'll post something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me check online because I, I you know he's going live now, if he's here. Champagne Senior pop. does have that very, very distinct, like, mustache. Porn stash. Porn <laughs> stash. <laughs> it's given, like, 70s porn stash. Yeah, yeah Drake's dad is long. like a Timothy old pimp, yeah. for sure. It's it's just, that's where Drake never mind. Yeah. That's a mess. That's a mess. Hold on. Somebody's... Right, taking away from my um, taking away from my thing. Are you who are you looking it up? What, are you gonna look it up? See if his daddy's here for us, please. Champagne senior live at you your daddy's. No, no, it's a joke. I don't know. Drake's dad. I don't know either. Actually, Drake's dad. I think it probably does have champagne in the name. I don't know. Look how easily we lost focus. I know. We lost topic that quick. Senior. Sorry, y'all. Right, bear with group. us. Bear with us. <laughs> yeah. Dennis, if you're listening to this, we are so sorry. Oh, ask y'all about. Um, what if he was? Like, I'm just trying to gain clarity. Like, okay. He like, what? He looks just like that man. I'm sorry. The do-rag right now is sending me with the glasses. It's sending me. <laughs> okay. This was what I actually wanted to ask y'all. So... And when we were talking about, like, millennial life and the changes and the differences between us and our parents, 
How do you all define the American dream at this point for you? Oh, Lord have mercy. Micah checking in. So I was raised by two parents who had a very, very poor upbringing. My father was raised down south, very rural South Carolina, small town of York. My grandfather was an alcohol bootlegger during the exhibition period. And my mother comes from the Philippines, which is a third world country, and the average salary in the Philippines is between $200 and $300 max, and that's considered middle class. So for me right now, living out the American dream at 27 means establishing a foundation for not only myself, but the generation to come after me, which means owning property establishing a business and making sure that I have residual income coming from multiple streams so that I don't have to work as hard as I've been working in my early 20s. Um, I would have to say sanity. And I know that sounds crazy um, to define the, the American dream. Um, I also come from a two-parent household. Um, my parents worked, worked I, we never went without. And I, you know, if you know me personally, you know I go up from my parents. Those are like really, literally my best friends. But I think they come from a generation where it's get you a good job, secure it so that you can take care of your kids, pay your bills, and that's it. And I appreciate them for that because that gives us, I'm going to use the term again, millennials, to start our own businesses, to uh, take other avenues and alleys to acquire what we want. Um, I think we're also harder on ourselves because we didn't just take the straight, a lot of us, some of us did, but we didn't take the straight shot of get your job, stay there for 20 years, retire, get your coin, and then that's, you know, you sit outside with a pitcher of lemonade and rock back and forth with your wife too, you want to die. But to me, and the journey that I'm on personally is, again, sanity, figuring out my purpose, and all of that other shit falls in line. And I know that sounds crazy when your phone bill is due, rent is due, car note is due, but being sane, walking in your purpose, Having multiple streams, all of the multiple streams of revenue is what it all comes down to at the end of the day. So for me personally, um, if I have children, of course, to set, legacy is something else in the black community that we didn't always have the opportunity to set up. I'm, we're trying to survive, even though as black people we are, we do have legacy. But you know, the working class and things like that, you're trying to survive day to day as opposed to creating a legacy. So I think those things are important too. If we want to talk about mental health, you want to talk about finances within the black community if you want to talk about the American dream to me. And I'm sure my little brother who's 16, his will be a free little Uzi concert. I don't know, but you know, it's just Not it's a free little Uzi for, concert. You know, for different people. Anybody else before we wrap this up? I definitely think my opinion on the American dream is generational wealth. For sure. Um, same thing as everybody else. I grew up in a two-parent household. My parents both make six figures. Like, I'm used to really nice things. Mm -hmm. So I think the only way to elevate that is to have a way where uh, we have, I won't have to worry about my children that's that legacy fighting agree. to get yeah. a job. Like, yeah. I can already give it to, like, how Diddy and Jay-Z are moving, I think that's where I'm headed in my lifetime right now. Claim it. That is awesome to hear. I think for me, oh, my God. Every I time she's shady, the mic smacks her in the mouth, y'all. Smack in the mouth. I know. I'm trying to wait for later tonight for that to happen. Oh, my God. Oh, a <laughs> at CBC. Yeah. I know. Um, it's too I early for, for my mom me, to be like that. You know, being raised by a two-parent household who have car who had a house. Um, Which, speak on that. That's, that's part of that legacy, too, in that generation. Yeah. And even when we lived in the city, you know, I always had my own bedroom. My sister always had her own bedroom. We had two cars. My dad's worked in the government forever. My mom is a boss um, in her own right. So 
that was definitely something I've aspired to, but as I've lived, you know, the path doesn't always go the way you think it's going to go, yeah. right? Because I thought by 27, when I was you all's age, or I would be married. Don't get me started. Kids, you know, couple cars, a yep. couple other things, different things going on. Yep. So, but then I got 27 and I was like, there is absolutely no way that this could happen. And more so even living in this area. Like I live in an apartment, two bedroom, two bathroom in the city. It is so tough oops, for me to save up for a house. Yeah. Like Which that is feels. Purpose. I think if you really, look, you know, that feels you, unattainable just, to yeah. me. And my friends that I know who have houses had the luxury of moving back home for a little bit to save that money. I mean, I have a ten-year-old daughter, so yeah. I can't go back into my mama's yeah. house. Yeah. I mean, I could, but. Well, on my end, I did not grow up in a um, two-person household. It was just my mom and my sibling. So now my my thing is you have to get it for yourself. Like it's not being hand down. I feel like now at this age I see my mother in a good comfortable spot. Yeah. But growing up, no, we yeah. had to share rooms. Sometimes yeah. lost the house, had yep. to move away, but yep. actually got the house back. Yep. But as I'm older now, I know, okay, you know, losing the house, getting the house back. You know, I was younger when yeah. all that happened, kindergarten age. Yep. I just remember transferring locations, but you know, now I know it's like start your own business, which I did. Learn about it first and and do find your purpose, your passion, which I'm finding now. Like Jazz said, I wish all these other things at 27. I'm 27 now and we all know. So, I mean, I think the American dream is you really have to go and get it. Things are Sometimes things are handed, sometimes you're raised a certain way, but it doesn't stop you for anything. Just go and get it and live your dream. Whatever your dreams is, live it. Isn't it funny how you looked at your, um, the, now that you're, and you're older, you're able to look, like you never knew that you went without. Does that make sense? Yes. Like if you went without, your parents made Did, that shit yes. happen. You didn't really, I Shout really out to didn't all the parents know. of the millennials. Y'all, you know, period. Well, guys. No, I was just going to say, I think our parents, all of our parents did a really good job of not letting us know that there was a struggle. Like, I know a lot of people who say, as adults, retro, in retrospect, I realized we were poor, Listen. but I never felt that way, yeah. you know? And I, I mean, I never felt that way, but yeah. I think our parents worked really hard to give us good lives. And like Amen. I said earlier, it gives us the opportunity to um, be able to start our own business and have a different mindset. I raised my brows when you were talking about politics for 18 minutes. Micah. <laughs> this is like talking about my daddy Talking about my daddy and them. Listen, I'm just trying to write the show up for a second here. You said you showed up for what? That's what it sounded like everybody just said financial freedom and good family. Yeah, essentially. That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, and I guess in some ways that's always been the American dream, right? It just looks different. Look. No, we've had a very special day. Um, This is dope. So... That was episode three. We want to thank Walt from Tequila Talk Yay, for joining Walt. us here. And for CBC Access for, for having us. So you guys already know we close out every show with our Woman Crush Wednesdays. This is Micah checking in. My Woman Crush Wednesday is going to go to Miss Angela Rye. I had the pleasure of joining her event with BET this week and um, being a part of the segment called Young, Gifted, and Broke. That's supposed to air on Sunday. Yep. Who? Oh, um, my WCW is definitely my mom, Muriel, who got us this space. I was going to do the got same thing. Shout out to moms. Got us into all the events. So thank you for that. I love you. We love you too. Thanks, sis. Okay.
plug, Yana? Oh, my Women Cook Wednesday is going out to my mother. Shout out to her. Same as Jasmine. My Women Crush Wednesday for today is going to be Rihanna. She just had her diamond ball last night. And she's one of the people who inspires me to be like, I'm that bitch, you know? Yeah. Keep going. So that's my Women Crush Wednesday for today. And this is C closing out. My WCW is going to my amazing sister cousin who popped up Aww. on me today at the CBC. She hey, is girl. outstanding. She's finishing her master's in social work while teaching my day, taking care of me mentally by night. I love you, sis. Thank you for coming. This is the cousin that does the social this work? This is the cousin that oh, does yes. the oh, social yes. work. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We have to link. Love you, Nicole. Thank you for coming, boo. Oh, my WCW is all y'all for inviting me. Oh, oh thanks, Walt. Thanks, Walt. With that charm. Oh, thanks, you're not hard anymore. Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> Cut back. his mic, mic back on. Put his mic yeah, on. Put your mic back on. All right, that's it. He's not going to say anything else. <laughs> All right, thank you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and coming out. Make sure you like and subscribe on iTunes. Five-star ratings only, please. Thanks. CBC Bye. done. Thank you, guys. We out. <laughs>